Hello. Hello. My name is Geneva Montoya. Hello. 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 Hello there. Hello, 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 hi, hi, good morning, good to see you guys. My name is Ann Hansen, and I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to see all of you. My husband, John, is not here this week. Um, he is on vacation without me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's not. He's up in Washington, actually, uh, speaking at Pastor Mike's church, Mike Wilson. Yay! That's super fun for him. But um, I... I, I don't mind when he's gone. I actually like it sometimes. It's, it's fun to get a little break. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do have a hard time sleeping without him um, because he usually makes me go to sleep because by nature I'm a night owl and I just want to stay up all night. Um, but I am having a better time sleeping without him because he has this um, thing where his, his leg shakes all night. You, got, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, we're having an earthquake. You know, it's just John. It's just John, ah, you know, just doing that in his sleep. But um, yeah, so he's gone this week. But last week, um, he kicked us off for hello with uh, a, a sermon on hello strength. And he, um, he tasked me this week with talking about freedom. So we're going to say hello to freedom today. And so I want us to all turn to John 8 starting from verse 31. John 8, 31. I'm going to read out of the NLT. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin, a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yeah, if the son sets you free, you are truly free. So, you know, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, the way that I grew up in, in Virginia, I have Korean parents, and they're immigrants from Korea, so they're old school Korean, right? They're like, old school, hardcore Koreans, right? So I grew up in a super strict household, and so they only wanted me to do a few things. They would only allow me to do a few things, which is like piano, <laughs> violin, <laughs> orchestra, <laughs> homework, you know? And so that's how I live my life. Like just, you know, oh, you can tutor other people. You can do that, yes. <laughs> so so that's, what, that's how I grew up. And my parents were super strict about everything. Like, you know, red nail polish was like off limits because that's like very hoochie. <laughs> You know, um, red lipstick, same thing. Uh, I wasn't allowed to show my shoulders because I might stumble the boys with these bones, you know. <laughs> um, you know, that's just how they thought, and that's just how they raised me. So I grew up super, super duper uh, strict. And so when I was 17, I was done with high school, and I was going to college, and um, it would be my first time away from home. And so when they dropped me off, it was like, 
<laughs> see you later. Smell you later. Um, and, and so it was like, what am I going to do now? The, the possibilities are endless. You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to just like hit the club, you know, go dancing all night, hey, you know? Am I going to, you know, wear some sexy clothes, you know? <laughs> am I going to, well, I first have to buy some sexy clothes, and then I have to wear some sexy clothes. You know, am I going to skip all my classes just because I can, you know? The possibilities were endless, and I thought to myself, I am finally free. I'm finally free. I get to do whatever it is I want to do. And that's often what we think of when we think of freedom, right? We think of freedom as like being able to do whatever it is that we want to do, right? I had that definition in my brain for a long time, freedom being whatever it is that I want to do, doing what I want to do, right? But I'm here to tell you that that is actually not freedom. That is not freedom. That is free will, right? And that's a gift from God. It is a beautiful gift from God that he gave each and every one of us. And free will is because we were created in God's image, and God has free will, and he wanted us to have free will too. And it's a precious gift from heaven because he wants us to be able to choose, right? He wants us to be able to choose things in life and to choose to honor him or to choose to dishonor him. It's completely our choice, but he wants us to have a choice. So that's free will. And the thing is, free will does not necessarily equal freedom, right? Free will does not necessarily equal freedom. Free will can be a precursor to freedom, but it does not equal freedom. So I think we need to deal with a little bit of confusion in our minds about what free will is versus what freedom is. And in Luke 15, um, I'm not going to turn there, but I'm just going to summarize. In Luke 15, there is a story about um, a prodigal son. And um, this kid was a little bit of a punk, right? He was a little bit of a Anybody have a son who's a, just kidding. Don't, don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hand if you have a punk for a son. Okay, um, just <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so there's this kid. He's a little bit of a punk, and he says to his dad, I'm sick of you. I'm over it. I want to be out of your house, so just go ahead and give me my money now. I know you're not dead yet, but you're dead to me. Give me my money. I'm out, right? And so the dad says, okay, okay, I'll, I'll let you go, and he gives him the inheritance, and what does this guy do? This guy goes and he lives it up, right? He parties. He's probably drinking. He's probably gambling. He's just having a good old time, right? And then before he knew it, all the money ran out and he's bankrupt. He's empty. He's broken. He's exhausted and he's miserable. And then he thinks to himself, oh my gosh, I'm not free. I'm not free. This is not freedom. And he was really in a place of bondage. He was in bondage to himself. He was in bondage to sin, to his own selfishness. And so he just exchanged one prison for another. And so I think that um, we have to be clear in our own heads. What is freedom? Freedom is not just being able to self-direct. Freedom is not just being able to choose. Freedom is something completely different. So I want us to read back in John 8, 31 and 32. 
Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When we live like just indulging our flesh, we're still in bondage. You know, when we're just living to please ourselves, doing whatever it is we want, you know, whatever we think we want to do without any accountability, without anything like that, we're just living um, in bondage to sin, right? But Jesus offers us to be free, unquestionably, truly, fully free. And we want to say yes to that. He says, if you are truly my disciples, if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so I want, my first point that I want to say today is this. Break up with fake freedom. Can you just all say that? Break up with fake freedom, okay? You don't sound very convincing to me at all. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, prove it to me. Okay, so break up with fake freedom. So have you guys ever been to a zoo? Yeah, been to a zoo. I have to tell this story, too, about my mom. One time I was on the phone. My mom is an immigrant, right? So she barely speaks English. I barely speak Korean. So our communication is like, <laughs> okay. So I was talking to her on the phone, and uh, I'm like, hey, mom, like, uh, what did you do today? And she's like, oh, I went to go see the Jew. And I'm like, oh, what? And she's like, I went to go see the Jew. I'm like, what, what is the Jew? You went to go see a Jewish person? And she's like, no, I went to go see the Jew. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? The Jew, the Jew, animals, monkey, monkey, lion, right? And I'm like, oh, you went to the zoo, right? You went to the zoo, mom, zoo, right? <laughs> Korean people from Korea cannot say Z. Okay, so, you know, before, actually, before I dated John, I dated this guy named Zach, right? And so John, my mom would always be like, hi, Jack. <laughs> I'm like, I can't marry you. My mom can't even say your name. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, so anyway, so back to the whole, like, zoo thing. Okay, so if you've ever gone to the zoo, um, you, you see all these animals, and they're in all these extravagant cages, right? And these cages um, are, cost millions and millions of dollars, right? And they're made to mimic their natural habitat. And so they're, you know, they spend a lot of money on these things, right? But guess what? It's fake freedom, Right? The animal is still in captivity. No matter how great it looks, no matter how many millions of dollars they spend, the animal is still in captivity. It is fake freedom. It is fake freedom. And fake freedom is doing whatever your flesh wants to do. That's fake freedom. That's fake freedom. Doing whatever it is that you want to do, that is fake freedom because you're still in bondage. You're still in captivity. I found this article about these four inmates from Brazil and they were in prison together. They were in a prison cell. And they don't want to be in bondage. So they said, you know what? We want to, like, just spring out of here. So they made a plan, and they decided to use the pipes from their shower, break it apart, and then use the pipe to make a hole in the wall, right? And so they worked diligently to make it happen. And then they decided tonight's the night, right? So the first, there was four of them, right? The first guy made it through the hole and escaped, right? He's gone. He's MIA, right? But the second guy, he got stuck in the hole. Let, let me show you the picture. He got stuck in the hole, and he's, he's completely stuck. I mean, he, he was like, uh, he's mover, maneuvering himself like in and out of the hole so much that he really injured himself like a lot. So then he started screaming for help, and he was like, help me, 
right? And so at least in my mind, that's what it looked like. Okay. And then so the guards finally came and to help him and they had to call the fire department to get the hammer and the drills to actually get him out of there. But it's pretty funny that uh, there's a picture of the guards. They're like trying not to laugh at this guy. <laughs> it's like too much barbecue, right? The, the guy in the back is <laughs> <he was> like, <laughs> he's like trying not to laugh. And then the other guy is just full on like, you're ridiculous, dude. But um, I just wanted to show you that because I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, is that funny? Oh my gosh, if you look it up, there's one picture that John vetoed. It's like the other side, like where his, his pants fell off. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> But if you look online, <laughs> um, but anyway, so, but what about that first prisoner? I mean, this guy, this, this second prisoner, he ruined it for prisoner number three. He ruined it for prisoner number four. Um, but the first guy got away. The first guy is still gone, right? And so he, he's somewhat free, but not completely free. He's only conditionally free, right? Because he has to live life on the run for the rest of his life. And so he's just exchanging one prison for another right? He's not fully free. He's going to always have to look over his shoulder. He's always going to have to run. He can never be at peace. He is just exchanging one prison for another. And fake freedom could look like this in my life. So let me just give you an example, okay? This is a fake example, but it's an example, right? Okay, so let's say Jesus told me to not spend money that I don't have, right? But then I'm like, you know what? Fake freedom tells me I can do whatever I want. You're not going to tell me what to do, right? So I'm like, no, I'm going shopping. Mama needs a new outfit. Mama deserves an outfit, right? I'm going to the mall, right? So I go to the mall. I like spend money, cha-ching, 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 right? And I go spend money, and I have all these clothes, and I have these new shoes that I love so much, and, and I'm just feeling so good. I have this high from like spending money and, and shopping and, and looking good, right? And then all of a sudden, panic hits because John is going to find out, and I'm freaking out because I don't want to fight with him, and he already talked to me about our budget, and now he's going to yell at me, and he's going to be super mad, and we're going to have a big blow up in our house, and I don't want to fight. I just, I just wanted an outfit, so now I'm like having anxiety, and so I go to the doctor now because I'm like, give me some Xanax. I need some Xanax. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Give me some Xanax. I'm having anxiety here, right? So then I take this Xanax, and then, the, and then I'm like I'm taking Xanax, but it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work as well as it used to, and now I'm overeating because I'm stress eating because the Xanax is not working, right? And I'm stress eating, and I'm like getting depressed because now I'm getting kind of chubby, right? And, uh, and now I have to go back to the mall and get another outfit because the clothes that I bought just don't fit, Right? <laughs> And now I'm mad and I'm upset and my anxiety is rising because I'm like, oh man, any day the credit card statement's going to be here. John's going to know. And it's all John's fault because you know what? He shouldn't be mad at his wife for going shopping. Right? That is what fake freedom could look like in our lives. Right? It's just one spiral after another. And that's fake freedom. That's not living fully free. John 8, 34, or 34 says this, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. 
Fake freedom is terrible. We need to break up with fake freedom because you know what the fruit of fake freedom is? The fruit of fake freedom is just anxiety, guilt, stress, exhaustion. You can add to this, right? Misery, panic, you know, it goes on and on. That's the fruit of fake freedom. And that's never what God wanted for us in our lives. He never wanted that for us. And so in 1 Peter 1.18, it says this, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. Amen, right? This is what God did for us, right? He gave everything for us, the precious blood of Christ. Jesus held nothing back so that we could be free. We could be free from our sin, from our guilt, the shame, the death, punishment. He gave everything so that we could live fully free. In 1 Peter 2.16, it says, live as free people. That's his heart for us, live as free people. But do not use your freedom as a cover for evil. Live as God's slaves. And living in fake freedom is using our freedom as a cover-up for evil. We don't want to do that. We're God's kids. We don't want to do that. So, so the Lord knows. He's like, you know what? I, I know how I made my kids. You know, give them an inch, they'll take a mile, you know? So let me be really abundantly clear. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Let's read this next verse. It's Galatians 5, 13 and 14. Let's read it all together, okay? For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. That's what God wants for us. He gave his life so that we could be fully free. In John 8, I'm going to read our main passage again. It says, Jesus said to the people who believed him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you'll be set free? And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. I want to kind of park on verse 33 for a second, though. When the believers that are listening to Jesus, this is their response. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you'll be set free? And Jesus is telling them, oh, if you adhere to my teachings, you are truly free. And they are so offended. They're like, did you just call us a slave? Oh, I thought that was my phone. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oops. Okay. Um, I, I, where was that? Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, they were offended that Jesus was calling them slaves. And they're like, how dare you? Especially in their culture, wow, being a slave is so degrading. 
Why, why would you call us slaves? We're descendants of Abraham. Do you know who you're talking to? You know, I could just imagine their faces, right? And they, alet, they allowed their offense to block them from freedom. So I want to encourage you, this is my second point, refuse to let anything keep you from true freedom. Refuse, refuse to let anything keep you from true freedom. Refuse to let anything keep you from true freedom. There's, you know, when Jesus says something to us or when, you know, when we hear the voice of the Lord or read something in scripture, there are, there are ways that we could really just get offended. We don't want to hear that, right? But what if we just took a minute and humbled ourselves and said, you know what, you're God, I'm not. Maybe you know something that I don't know. Maybe, you know? And then just take a minute and let him speak to us. Let him make himself known to us. You know, and, and to allow ourselves to humble ourselves and to receive the truth that God has for us. I think there's so many blockages to our freedom. You know, one of them is just ignorance. Some of us just don't know that freedom is there for us. That's just ignorance. We just don't know. Some of us, it is pride. We feel like, you know, I'm doing pretty good on my own. Jesus, I don't need your help. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks and no thanks, Right? Some of us, it's um, offense, right? Because we feel offended. Like, how dare you call me a slave? No, right? And so that's our response is like, no, I'm offended. How dare you? And I just shut down, right? Some of us are offended by the church. You know, some of us are offended by our brother in our church. Some of us are offended by our sister. And so we allow offense to separate us and block us from all the freedom that God has for us. Other times, it's just reluctance. You know, we, we're not sure, and we're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I really want what Jesus, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? And then we just stay in that place of, like, not making a decision, and the, then that decision is made for us, right? If you're not making a decision, that's a decision, right? And then for other people, it could just be plain old complacency. You know, let's say you grew up in the church, and you're like, Wah, 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 I've heard this a million times, wah, 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 and you're just, I'm over it, I'm numb to you, I don't need to hear from you, I, I just don't even care, right? And a lot of us, we can do that too, because we've been in the church and we've become complacent. I want to challenge you and encourage you, get with the Lord, get with the Lord and ask him, is there anything, God, blocking me from my freedom? Is there anything and then let him deal with you. There could be disappointment. There could be unforgiveness in your heart. There could be hatred. There could be so many things. So get with the Lord and don't allow anything to block you from your freedom. I had friends, um, I had friends, right? I'm just kidding. Okay, I had dinner with some new friends uh, a couple nights ago and it was really fun to get to know them. And uh, this lady is a physician in town. And she's a really brilliant lady, right? She's a really, really brilliant lady. And, but she had to go to Orange County to go to another specialist about her own son. So she um, went out to meet this doctor that she needed help from. And while they were discussing their patient treatment for her son, um, that other doctor um, realized that my friend knew something that he didn't know that could actually be helpful to his patients, right? It was this thing called methylation, right? And so at that moment, this other doctor 
had so many choices before him. Like, am I going to just be like, you don't know what you're talking about, pride, arrogance, and just, you know, just whatever, shut her down or whatever. But at that moment, he realized, no, this is really important, and I could really learn from this woman. So he asked my friend, this guy is the chief of pediatric neurosurgery at Children's Hospital of Orange County, right? He's way up there. He's got this high-level position, right? But this guy asked my new friend, can I come to Marietta every week, once a week, and I just want to learn from you? Would that be possible? Can I learn from you once a week? I'll drive out there. And my friend said, well, yes. <laughs> yes, you may. Yes, I think that would be okay. <laughs> and, but just imagine how amazing this guy is, right? He's already chief of pediatric neurosurgery at Chalk. And he, uh, he's going to come drive to Marietta. Marietta is not a medical epicenter, right? <laughs> Let's just be real, right? So, but he's going to come here to learn about this methylation process from my friend. He's, he's like, no, no, no. This will really, really help my pediatric neurosurgery patients. And I need to learn this. And I want to learn this. And here's this woman before you. Can I be your student? Can I learn from you? You know, and I want to encourage you. Don't let anything block you from learning and becoming as free as God wants you to be. Don't let pride, don't let offense, don't let complacency, reluctance, bitterness, hatred, disappointment, nothing. Don't let anything block you from getting the freedom that God wants for you. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Amen. And then this is my third point, if you're taking notes, is this. Say yes to the process of living fully free. Say yes to the process of living fully free. So there's this, I'm going to break it down very simply. Jesus set us free from a lot of stuff, right? He set us free from our sin. He set us free from shame. He set us free from punishment, from death, from guilt, from condemnation, all that stuff. Jesus set us free from, from, from a lot of stuff, right? But that's not all. He set us free for a lot of stuff. Does that make sense? So there's two parts, right? From, from sin, from shame, from death. But he set us free for life, for love, for purpose, for influencing the world, for transforming communities, for greatness, right? That's what God set us free for. So we have to say yes to this process of living fully free. And it's a process. I know a lot of us, we want things like microwave, like give me a minute, uh, in one minute I'm gonna be free, you know? But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. There's a process involved that God wants us to go through to become fully free. You know, I, you know I'm not like a nature person, but people tell me about nature. So I, um, there's like, you know, when, when there's chickens, my friend Nettie is over there. There's chickens, and if, if, a, if you have an egg and there's a chick that's trying to hatch out of the egg, if you help that egg, if you help that chick come out of the egg, you'll actually damage the chick. Because that's part of the process of like getting strong and, and healthy is like that chick learning how to like peck itself out of the egg. And if you help 
then you actually damage the chicken. And I think the chicken can actually die. It's the same thing with um, a butterfly, with a cocoon, and people have told me, um, that if you see a butterfly coming out and you try and help it out of the cocoon, it will actually damage its wings. It won't be strong enough and it'll never fly. It'll probably die, right? So we have to say yes to the process. Do not abort the process of becoming fully free. Say yes. Say yes to the process of being fully free. So can you say that to your neighbor? Say yes to the process of living fully free. Say yes to the process. In 2 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17, it says, For whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. But the, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen, right? Yes. The Lord is the Spirit, and whatever, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we've got to get in God's presence, because wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So that's about entering his presence, being in God's presence. That sets us free. Being in God's presence. You know, our worship leaders this morning were like, you know, as we sing the next song, let's just get in God's presence. Let's just be with him. Let's get in his presence. And why? Why would they say that to us? You know, and I really believe it's because when we're in God's presence, things happen. It's the truth. He is the truth. We encounter the truth. That's who he is. And he starts to change us. When we encounter truth, we encounter love. We're hearing from heaven. And then we become more like him, right? Our appetite for these ugly things goes away. Our appetite for goodness increases as we encounter goodness, right? Um, our, we hear from heaven. We, it changes us. That voice even changes us, right? We experience that love, the power. We experience the peace of God in his presence, that rule and the reign of peace, and it changes us. We have to get in the presence of God. But it's not just getting in the presence of God. We have to also... Um, Hear the word and then do what it says. Hear the word and do what it says. In John uh, 8, 31 again, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples. Let's read this part. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's a word if in that verse. It says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And it's not a threat. It's like, if you do that, you know, it's not a threat. It's an invitation. If you remain faithful to my teachings. Because remember, we talked about free will. We talked about free will, and God will never force freedom down our throats. It's just not what he's going to do. He's never going to force you. You're going to be free. You're going to be my disciples. And ah! No, it's like, you're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to me. Because you, the choice is always yours. You can always choose to say yes to me. You can always choose to say no. There's no forcing here. And so he's extending an if, invitation to you, saying, if you want to do this, let's go here. If, if you want to continue, you're really my disciples. And it's really about an invitation and honoring 
the way that he made us, you know? And the thing is, you can tell if something is real by how long it lasts, right? John and I, we um, decided to do Whole30 like earlier this year, and it's like horrible, right? But uh, you end up feeling good, but like the process is like brutal, right? Because you can basically eat like chicken and like vegetables and fruit, right? So, and, um, but we did it, and then after a while, we actually ended up feeling like really good, right? We felt really good, felt really healthy. But then like after that whole season was over, we're like, you know what? We, we just need some cookies in our lives, right? So we just, we went back to like eating cookies and like ice cream and chips and, you know, just burgers, you know, things that we love, right? And so this fall and September, we're like, you know what? We probably need to go back to Whole30, but I don't know if I have it in me to do like Whole30. So maybe we can do whole six. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're like, we literally, these are our conversations. I know we're ridiculous, right? So we're like, okay, we'll do whole six, right? <laughs> this is like last week. So we're like, we'll do whole six. And then it was like day three, and I saw John eating like a piece of bread. I'm like, what? You're eating bread? What are you doing? He's like, it's, we're doing wholesome six, right? <laughs> Wholesome, I'm like, whatever, I'm done with you. Okay, but the thing is, anyone can start a diet, but you know they're really getting healthy if they continue, right? And that's the thing, the Lord knows, like, you're really gonna be my disciples if you continue, if you continue. So say yes to the process of living fully free. Don't just start and then abort, right? Say yes to the process of living fully free persevere in the teachings of God, persevere. That's what God calls us to. You know, like a fish in the water, if you ever look at a fish in the water, it's so mesmerizing because they can just like, you know, they go so fast and, you know, it's just beautiful to watch a fish in the water. It just makes sense, right? A fish is made for water. If you see a bird flying in the air, it's so beautiful. They were made to fly and it just makes sense, right? It just makes sense. That's like us in God's presence. We were made for God's presence. It just makes sense. That's what we were created for. We were made to live in his presence. We were made to be the, the love that God wanted for us to be. We were made to be the light that God made us to be. We were made to carry hope the way that God wanted us to be. It just makes sense. That's why we feel so at peace in his presence. We feel so full. We feel so satisfied in his presence because it just makes sense. That's what we are created for. In Romans 6:18, it says, "Now you are free. Now you are free from the slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living." Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. When I first read that, I actually really did not like this verse because I'm like, wow, one slave to another. Like, I, don't, I still don't want to be a slave, right? I don't want to be a slave to God. I don't want to be a slave to righteous living. I don't want to be a slave to sin. I don't ever want to be a slave. I just want to be free, right? And so I actually felt a little bit offended when I read this passage of Scripture, Right? But then I'm like, you know what, God, you're God, I'm not. Okay, so come speak to me and show me your mind. I need the mind of Christ. And the Lord started to show me what this would actually look like to be a slave to righteous living. And you know what it looks like? It looks a lot like me looking like Jesus. Right? It looks like me. 
being so kind. It looks like me being patient. It looks like me being so self-controlled. It looks like me being full of faithfulness, full of gentleness. It looks like me not making colossal mistakes and hurting my family or hurting myself, right? And the more I thought about it, I started weeping and saying, God, yes. I say yes to being a slave to righteous living. That is actually beautiful. Does that sound good to you? Yes, it's actually beautiful. And it, that's what we are created for. That's what we are made for. Do you remember um, the fake freedom? Remember the, the fruit of the fake freedom? It's all that anxiety, the stress, depression, guilt, exhaustion, all of that. Let's read Galatians 5, 16, and then 22 to 23. So I say... Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Amen, right? So good. God's word is so good. You can say hello to freedom. You can say hello to freedom by breaking up with fake freedom. What was the second one? I don't remember. <laughs> Refuse to let anything keep you from true freedom. <laughs> and then say yes to the process of living fully free. Say yes to the process of living fully free. So back in June, there was this uh, Thailand soccer team that was stuck in the caves. Did you hear about that? Okay, so it was this international crisis where these 12 little kids and their coach, they went on an adventure after their soccer practice. They went up deep into these caves, and the caves were rolling like this. And then they got to like a certain peak up there, and they were stuck in the peak because all of a sudden this monsoon came out of nowhere and filled the caves with water right? So these kids could not get out and the coach could not get out. And so 3,000 people all around the world, the most brilliant minds, were strategizing on how to get these kids out. It was a massive rescue mission. And what they ultimately decided was after like ideas and ideas and weeks of working on this, they decided it has to be a two-prong approach, right? So when the, sh when the storms relented, they were pumping out all the water from the caves to a certain level. And then they, they decided the kids have to learn how to scuba dive. They have to learn how to get out of there and, and swim, right? And a lot of these kids didn't know, but this was the only thing that was going to work. And so I'm saying to you, it's the same with us. Jesus is going to pump out all that sin. <laughs> He's going to pump out all that shame, the guilt, death, punishment. It's all gone. He's setting you free from all that stuff. But we have to learn how to live free. We have to learn how to scuba dive. We have to learn how to stay in the process. We have to ab abide by his teachings. We have to know the truth. We have to be in the truth. We have our part too, right? It's a two-prong approach, living free from and living free for. Can I ask you to close your eyes right now? I want to extend an invitation. If there's anyone in here in this room that says, Jesus, I need your forgiveness today. I need to accept what you've done for me on the cross. 
all that freedom from sin, all that freedom from death, from punishment, all that fake freedom that I've been living in, would you just raise your hand right now if there's anyone here that wants to say thank you. Thank you, I see you over there. Thank you in the back. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, God. And then are there, is there anyone in the room that wants to say yes to living free? Like, you want to break up with fake freedom today. Would you raise your hand if you want to break up with fake freedom today? Thank you, God. Okay, let's all pray together. Jesus, I thank you that you are enough, that you never change. You are always the same. Thank you, God, that what you did for us on the cross is real. It was full payment for all of our sins. You removed our sin, our shame, punishment, everything that we deserved. It's gone because of what you've done for, on, for us on the cross. So we say yes to being Yes to you being the Lord and Savior of our lives. We say yes to you setting us free from that bondage of sin. And we also say yes to you living inside of us, leading us into the truth. We say yes to sticking to your teachings. We say yes to being your disciples. We say yes to that process of freedom. God, we say yes to what you want to do on our lives, God. And today, um, we break up with fake freedom. We're done with it. In Jesus' name, we're done with it, God. We say no more to living, like doing whatever it is that we want to do. God, we acknowledge that it's gotten us nowhere. We're still in bondage. We've still had that anxiety, the stress, the exhaustion. And so we surrender all of that to you, God. Make us whole. Be our healer. Set us free, Jesus. Give us that freedom to live according to how you want us to live. Fully free, full of love, full of your power, full of your healing, full of your grace. Free to be great in your eyes, God. I declare that as a church that we are ready to break up with fake freedom. We're ready. God, we're, we're done with that old life. And we say yes to you. Everything you want to do in us, through us, make us your vessels, God. We say yes, God. We refuse to be held back in any way. We say yes, yes to what you want to do for us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.